Okay. So, Sunday of Parshat Pinchas. So, Shabbos' portion, the end of Balak, is a very sad conclusion to the whole drama with Bilam and Balak, which most of the Parsha was actually pretty glorious. How Balak and Bilam are determined to curse the Jews, and each time God thwarts their plans three times, and it ends with the beautiful prophecies concerning Mashiach. Everything looks great. And then the final verses, it says, so here we have a thwarted Balak, a thwarted Bilam, and Bilam's determined to get those Jews. Um, I can't curse them because not letting, but I could get them to sin. Mm. Once I get them to sin, they're done. So they make this horrific plot where they take the girls of Mayav and Midian and have them seduce the Jewish men, primarily the Jewish men of the tribe of Shimon, and they seduce them and bring them to not only immorality but also idolatry. So here we're getting the Jews with the worst, most grievous sins that God hates, and Bilam knows this will destroy the Jews. And truly there's a plague in which 24,000 Jews die, primarily from the tribe of Shimon. And then the plague ends with Tinchas and this enormous act of heroism, killing with six miracles, how it happened, killing a prince of the tribe of Shimon and the Midianite princess that he was having relationships with. And with this act, plague So our portion, Pinchas, begins on the heels of that by God saying that now Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aharon, the Kayhain, has restored my anger from the Jews by this act of Kana'os, the zealous act for me. And therefore, I won't have to consume the Jews in my anger, in my vengeance over what they were doing. So Rashi explains, why are we saying here Pinchas' lineage? We already knew who he was. I mean, we were introduced in the previous chapter. But the tribes were humiliating him and saying, oh, look at this boy. His grandfather fattened cows for idolatry, meaning his mother's father was Yisro. One of Yisro's names was Putiel, a fattener, but he fattened cows for idolatry. And he's coming and killing a prince of the Jews. So therefore, the Pasuk comes and gives his yichos, traces his ancestry back to Aharon, the Kohen Gadol. And teaching us that Pinchas's act was keeping the values of Aharon. That's where it came from. The Kinno as Kinasi, when he zealously avenged my vengeance. Meaning, it, it's not just Kinna could mean a feeling of jealousy or righteous indignation. But that's not what it means. It means here much more than that. It means Pinchas expressed his outrage actively by taking vengeance. So what am I going to do for him? The next post says, I'm giving him my bris shalom. 
So what does this mean, brisi shalom? It seems to imply my bris, my covenant of peace. That doesn't really make sense because the bris means that he's making him a kohen. And the kohen is not the bris of priest. So Rashi explains it means I'm giving him my bris, which means a kohuna, as an expression of shalom, as an expression of my goodwill, my graciousness, my gratitude to someone who did me this tremendous favor and took care of my problem, removed my anger, allowed me to lift it up from the Jewish people. The next passage says, this will be for him and his children forever. Bris of Kahuna, because he took vengeance for Hashem and atoned for the Jewish people. So the passage says, V'haisalo. Haisa is written in the feminine. So what does it mean, V'haisalo? It's Pinchas is a man. To be V'hayalo, it will be to him. Rashi explains it's referring to the bris. Bris, the bris of the kahuna. Bris is feminine word. So therefore, if I'm talking about the bris, it makes sense that it should be the haisalo. Bris kuhunas oilam. This bris, what's this covenant I'm giving him? I'm making him and all his children kohanim. The question is, what do you mean? He's a descendant of Aaron. We know he's a kahim. But what happened is actually Pinchas got cut off. Because and Aaron became the Kohen, who was for Aaron, for his four sons after him, and for all the children that will be born from those four sons at this point. But Pinchas was born before. Pinchas was born before they became Kohanim. So therefore, he's a legitimate, direct, male descendant of Aaron, father to son, and he's not a Kohen. When does he become a Kohen? At this point, now that he has killed Zimri. And the last Rashi in this Pasuk, So, Kine is to be jealous. Leilokav could mean jealous to his God, like jealous of his God. So therefore, Rashi explains the Laman here doesn't mean jealous of his God, but for, Bishvil. He was jealous for God which is why he killed Zimri, for God's sake. Now, the Pasuk says, and the name of the Jewish man that he killed was Zimri ben Salu, a prince, one of the houses of Shimon. So, why are we now giving his ancestry? Rashi says, we're mentioning Zimri by name here to, for Gnai, in a negative way. In other words, we're contrasting Pinchas' ancestry, mentioned to his credit, to stress that he upheld the traditions of his grandfather Aharon, to Zimri's, who look, he was a prince. He was a leader among the people. And he debased himself publicly this way. Nasi based of Shimon. What does it mean, a Nasi, to one of the houses of the fathers of Shimon? So Rashi explains means he wasn't the prince of Shevet Shimon. Every tribe has a prince, but also the tribes within themselves subdivided into various fathers' homes, and each one of them also had a leader. So when we said he was a prince of Shimon, don't think he was a prince of the entire tribe. That would be even worse, even bigger disgrace. But the tribe of Shimon had five houses, and he was a prince of one of these five houses. 
Why are we mentioning this? As Rosh says, it's ever after. We're mentioning this so to emphasize the praise of Pinchas. Meaning, according to Rashi's first interpretation, we mention this idea because just like we mentioned Pinchas's yichus for credit, we're mentioning Zimri's yichus for gnai, for shame, for disgrace. Like, look at you, Zimri. You come from such good yichus. You were a prince of one of the houses of Shimon and you did this? That's Rashi's first explanation. Rashi's second explanation is that mentioning Zimri's ancestry is actually continuing the praise of Pinchas. Because here's Pinchas. And here, he's starting up with a prince. But it was a chil Hashem, and he didn't care. To avenge Hashem, he wasn't going to say, hmm, I wouldn't get in trouble. I'm starting up with a prince. He did it anyway. The next verse, the woman that was killed, the woman that Zimri was having relationships with, was a Midianite princess, Kuzbi Basur. The Pasuk describes as Tor was the head of the people of the father's house of Midian. So why are we going into her? So Rashi says we want to show how much Midian hated the Jewish people, that they would take a princess and they would use her as a prostitute in order to cause the Jews to sin. Now we have here two seemingly opposite descriptions of Cosby's father, Tzor. Rosh Umos, he's the head of the people, and base of, he's the head of one of the houses of the fathers. Darashi explains there were five kings of Midian, meaning five fathers' houses of Midian. Tzor was the head of one of these houses, and Tzor was the most important of all five. And that's why we call him the head of the people. But you could say, if so, when we're listing the heads of the five kings of Midian, we list him third up first. And Rashi says, yeah, because look what he did. He debased himself. He allowed his daughter to be used in this fashion. So that was a tremendous lowering. So Rashi and Beisov explains more clearly, maybe really focusing on this point, there were five houses of Midian, and Sur was the king of one of them. But as we said in the previous Rashi, he was the most important, and that's why he was considered the king of the whole people. So, Hashem continues, Suror es Midianim, antagonize the Midianim, and hit them. And Rashi says, Suror is in the same grammar as Zachor and Shamor, which means a constant action. Always treat them as enemies. It's not just do a one-time act because of what they did to you. I mean, what they did led to this horrific destruction of so many Jewish lives, brought such horrible sins to the Jewish people, they should always be viewed as enemies. Next, Pasuk. Because they antagonize you through this whole conspiracy over Pa'or and with Cosby, this princess, that's why we have to hate them so much. Meaning the fact that they took their daughters and had them do this act in order to bring you to adultery and idolatry. This is why we have a constant hatred for them. The person could question and say, it's strange. Because the Pasuk is speaking so harshly against Midian, but the main protagonists here are actually Mayav. If you look back at the end of the previous Parsha, Parsha's Balak, 
but describing the acts, it doesn't even speak about the Minjanim. It speaks about the Moabites. That Moab took their daughters and made their daughters seduce the Jewish men and had their daughters bring the Jewish men to idolatry and adultery. So why suddenly are we ignoring Moab, who seem to be the primary players in this, and just focusing on Midian? So Rashi says, we were commanded not to harm Moab because of Rus, which actually we've had previously in Rashi in his concept that because of Rus, who was coming from Moab, Rus, the, the, the ancestor, the great-grandmother of David HaMelech, the, in other words, player in the line of Mashiach, for Rus's sake, we can't destroy Moab. And then the puzzle continues, the next puzzle, that now after this plague, there was this plague where 24,000 Jews died, Hashem says to Moshe and to Elazar, because Aaron has already passed away, to count the Jewish people, to make a census. So Rashi questions, why are we linking it to after the plague? Why not just say the command to make a census? And Rashi gives two answers. One answer is, because so many of them just died. So since so many of them just died, let's see how many left. Or when they left Mitzrayim and they were given into the hands of Moshe to shepherd them, there was an exact number, right? There was a count. So now when Moshe is going to pass away, he's going to be in a spellic, he's returning the flock back to Hashem, he returns them with number. And now, since we just had this plague, in other words, why at this point specifically? Could have been earlier or later. But again, we're connecting it back to the plague. This plague was the last such destruction of the Jewish people for the rest of the Chumash, meaning until the passing of Moshe. So at this point, anyone who was destined to die in this way passed away. So we're done with the passing away. Now we can give a true census, a true count of the number of Jews that Moshe is giving over, giving his charge up. So they're told to count them from 20 and up, and Moshe and Eleazar um, announced this idea of the count. Just a few more Rashis. Eidabra Moshe and Eleazar coin oisam. I'm sorry, I skipped one. It says to count them levase avosam to their father's houses. So what does that mean? We might think it means just count the number of father's houses. So therefore Raji says, no, no, no. We know we're counting all the people. So levase avosam to the father's house means the lineage goes according to the father's tribe and not the mother's. Then another short Rashi, Reidab Mashu Azar calling Oisam spoke with them about this whole issue, meaning Rashi's clarifying because S usually expresses a word which follow, where the following word is a direct object. But that wouldn't work here because we're not talking about a person as this direct object. So therefore, S here means with, or in this case, osum with them. Lamar, saying, they had to say to them this whole idea about the count. Kashir Siva, as Hashem commanded, etc., 
what was the command that they had to give over? That the count should be from 20 years of age and up. This is the count, which is what Moshe Elanazar has to tell the Jewish people that this census is like the earlier one where only men 20 and older were to be counted, and this is the rule for all future censuses, meaning whenever there's a census of the Jewish people, it always means count the men from age 20 and up. 